It was the scars. It was the scars. On that first Easter evening, when Jesus suddenly appeared where the disciples were hiding, the first thing he did was show them his hands and his side, the places on his body that nails and spear had pierced just three days before. It was the scars that made them recognize their Lord, his scars that caused great rejoicing. Here was Jesus, resurrected in all his glory, not pristine and unblemished, but in a body that bore evidence of the trauma and pain he had suffered. The people who loved him most and were devastated when he was killed, they found hope again when they saw his scars. Thomas, however, was not with them when Jesus came. As his friends kept telling him over and over again how they saw Jesus, their risen Lord, he became increasingly frustrated, finally exclaiming, Unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. One week later, Jesus appeared again with his signature greeting, Peace be with you. And then he turned to Thomas and he said, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Seeing and touching the scars, Thomas was overcome with emotion and responded, My Lord and my God. He finally recognized the risen Lord, too. I am struck by this encounter with the resurrected Jesus. There is something intriguing about the scars being the tipping point for the disciples' recognition and belief in him. A cynic might claim the resurrection was kind of incomplete, given the naughty, uneven skin grafts on display. I mean, surely God could have performed something more comprehensive so that Jesus came back with the fresh and smooth skin of a newborn baby. Yet that is not how he comes. And in fact, it is precisely because of the story of what he had endured on the cross was permanently etched on his body that the disciples were finally able to understand just what kind of Savior and Messiah he was. It is so very different from how God is often portrayed. And indeed, it is not how most people imagine new life or a fresh start. We may want Easter to be a reversal of things, a deletion of mistakes, an erasure of the parts that we are ashamed of, a replacement for what we deem as defective, whether that is our history, our story, our very own bodies. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just do an exchange, like leaving a rusty, beat-up car at the dump and driving away in a brand-new, shiny model? But that is not how God works, and it is not what happens in the Easter story. What we learn from resurrection is that Jesus does not offer a cure, but he does offer us healing. 
This is often hard for us to accept because often what we want is a simple cure. Just take it away. A solution that makes it look like nothing ever was amiss, especially because of the culture of perfectionism that we live in. From the carefully curated images on social media to the enticements of capitalism that tell us if we just have this product, if we just have this wealth, or if we just have this status, then we will be happy. This pursuit of perfection keeps us restless and lonely because we can never, ever attain it. And even though we know this, we cannot seem to give up this obsession. So alluring is its image. We even talk about God being perfect, hoping that if we believe in a perfect God, then maybe we will also attain perfection too, thus avoiding pain, suffering, and loss. Our desire is that somehow all the broken parts of our lives will be miraculously cured, eradicated like they never existed, so that everything is flawless and without mark. But we do not worship a resurrected Jesus who is cured and perfect. We worship a Jesus whose resurrected body is healed with scars that will not let us forget the wounds he experienced. It turns out that Easter is not about a perfect cure. Easter is about being made whole. In an interview with Krista Tippett, Dr. Naomi Remen said this, Wholeness includes all of our wounds. It includes all of our vulnerabilities. It is our authentic self, and it doesn't sit in judgment on our wounds or our vulnerabilities. It simply says, this is the way we connect to one another. Often, we connect through our wounds, through the wisdom we have gained, the growth that has happened to us. Because we have been wounded allows us to be of help to other people. Jesus invited the disciples to reach out and touch his scars, to connect to him through his wounds and know the good news of healing he offered to them. And he does the same for us. We are released from the snares of perfection and pressure to look like we have it all together so that we can come before God just as we are, knowing that we will be completely held with whatever wounds we bring. We can trust that Jesus reaches tenderly out to, to touch our places of shame and hurt with the intent to make us whole. For Easter is not a one-time event. It was not just last Sunday. Resurrection is happening all of the time as God's spirit blows through all of creation. Springtime reminds us of this every year, that resurrection is real, as the frozen ground thaws and flowers of impossible beauty burst forth from what has died and decomposed. The wounds we have experienced and recovered from are what deepen our compassion, so that we, too, can tend to those who are suffering. When someone has walked through the valley of the shadow of death and made it to the other side, they then are able to accompany the person who finds themselves there. And then when that person 
has been restored and healed, they are also able to extend that grace to another. Thus, the cycle of resurrection is ongoing as we are continually being made whole. So if you find yourself a little or a lot battered in this post-Easter time, take heart. Jesus comes to us with his scar saying, peace be with you. Receive the Holy Spirit. And then he breathes his grace into us. And if you happen to be standing in the sunshine after making it through the valley, then reach out and hold the person's hand who still finds himself there. Remind them that resurrection will come. Easter blessings to you, my friends. Amen.